Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This, this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York 77 WABC. Okay. Am I allowed to talk about this yet? Bob Dole's funeral is over. Uh, it is technically over. But soon the service will start, another service will start at the World War II Memorial. Um, and then, of course, he was lying in state uh, earlier this week, and it's wall-to-wall coverage right now on all the cable channels, remembering Bob Dole, a guy they loved to walk all over when he was alive, uh, make fun of, mock, um <laughs> undermine and prop up you got a genuine war hero in bob dole and they did everything they could to protect bill clinton when it comes to war you know not so much all right 96 i get it 1996 bob dole was considered way over the hill uh but the fake news is being fake right now all of this all of this is designed all of this coverage uh is all to protect joe biden we have catastrophically bad inflation numbers horrendous can't get any worse numbers and yet i am looking at more vintage photographs of bob dole circa 1975 and the hidden message is not so hidden actually is well back then uh you know we could uh, have our disagreements but not be disagreeable like everything was better then it's all and implicit and sometimes an explicit repudiation of Trump. Uh, it's been noted that he's not at the funeral, of course. Probably wasn't invited. Uh, I mean, again, great guy. But, Bob, they're using you all over again. They are using him all over again to cover up. Now, what are these numbers, by the way? We had uh, the greatest one-month surge, and now we have an overall surge for a year. What, 6.8%? Is that what it is? That's worse than at any time in like 35 years, maybe even 40 years. I remember vividly, you probably do too, when they tried to hang uh, and they basically succeeded George H.W. Bush with inflation. They tried to totally torpedo Ronald Reagan's first term on inflation. And now it's just, well, uh, no, this is all part and parcel. These things happen. It uh, has nothing to do with... Uh, with uh, Joe Biden, his policies, build back better, we'll fix inflation. We're going to pump trillions into the economy, yet somehow that's going to fix inflation. Yeah, by the way, at the funeral, uh, they did have uh, President Biden. And at one point, he tries to recite a poem. You know, it's always nice. I, I can go all year without hearing a poem. But at a funeral, every eulogizer, every speaker wants to read you a poem. But Joe Biden did it Joe Biden style. How do they do it? With rage. It's a beautiful poem, and he belts it out with rage. I don't know who – he said the poet's name. I don't know. I'm sorry. 
poetry is not my bag. But let's it was not a Longfellow, okay, or Longworth. It was it was somebody kind of obscure. And uh, here's Joe uh, reciting everybody a little poetry at a funeral. Duty throws the gauntlet down to fate. When honor scorns a compromise with death, that is heroism. That is heroism. Seems angry even then. He, he delivers this uh, eulogy. Uh, lots of corny uh, Amtrak jokes. And uh, Bob Dole was a man of his word and a word of his man, something like that, you know, and just how much honor and integrity. Does he have any self-awareness? You know, he's been caught lying a million times, Joe Biden. He's talking about the virtues of telling the truth. So when he's done with this speech, oh, he was gasping at first. It was like he could not catch his breath. Something was very strange. Caught his breath, delivers the uh, eulogy. Fine. You know, it was right out of how to deliver a eulogy. Look it up online, you know. Uh, come up with some story. Uh, make it up if you don't have one. Uh, talk about what a great guy he was and how the world is going to be uh, worse off without him. And Anyway, Joe does the whole speech, and then he sits down. And you can see uh, Libby Dole, the widow. Libby Dole is like, quite frankly, her body language screams, give me a hug. It's totally appropriate. Give, give, give the woman a hug after the eulogy. Joe just walks right by her. Man, I nailed that speech and sits down. <laughs> it's kind of. I'm going to show it on the Newsmax show now. Look, am I nitpicking? Is it? Is it? Is it unfair to nitpick a funeral? Um, I'm sorry. They're the ones who put it on TV. It's a little much. It's a little much. Sorry. It's just. It's just a little much. Uh, a public servant, not royalty. Quite frankly, he wasn't president. Great guy. I met him once. Very, very nice. Uh, what a career. But um, here we go. Again, the MSNBC. Soon, a service at the World War II Memorial. What else is there to do? Are they going to bury him at the World War II Memorial? I mean, for most people, you have a wake, Maybe. You have a funeral, and then you have the burial. World War II memorial service. What could happen there? After the funeral? Is that where they're going to have the party? You know, they have a decent party sometimes after the funeral. Um, but I don't think that's what this is going to be. I guess I'm being a jerk. I don't know. You tell me. 800, what's the number? 848-WABC. 800-848-WABC. Uh, hey, God bless the New York Post and Miranda Devine. I went to the book party last night. You should buy this book, Laptop from Hell, All the Secrets that Joe Biden Does Not Want You to Know. There is something divine, the hand of God at work here, that Hunter Biden should drop off that laptop at some little dinky computer shop in Wilmington, Delaware, and say, I need this fixed and not come back to pick it up. That's why when everybody uh, in the fake news says, well, this has been hacked, uh, this is uh, stolen material. No, it's not. That was legally the property of the uh, little store when Hunter Biden did not come back to pick it up three months later. He didn't. He never returned. And the guy tried to contact him. By the way, Hunter still owes him 80 bucks to fix that laptop, which he did fix for the guy. So... I've got it. You've got access to it now. The Laptop from Hell by Miranda Devine. I noticed it did very well on Amazon. Very well. Number one. 
and then big tech and everybody else freaked out. How do we, how do we undermine this book? We got to do something. So it, it's fallen a bit on the bestseller list. I wonder if it's going to register on the New York Times. They have all kinds of tricks messing with their, uh, so they don't want you to, it's funny. They don't want you to know about inflation. So they talk about Bob Dole. They do that kind of thing all the time, right? They don't want you to know about, let's see, what else is on the list? Uh, black on black crime. So they talk about white supremacy. They don't want you to know about um, Tara Reed, the staffer who had very serious allegations of sexual assault against Joe Biden. So what do they talk about? Uh, Donald Trump, uh, he said he once said something to Billy Bush on a bus. Let's see. They don't want to talk about election fraud. So what do we do? They talk about January 6th, the threat to our democracy. Yeah, what about uh, what about potentially stealing an election? Potentially, potentially. There is that potential. Uh, Let's see. Uh, We don't want to know about uh, they don't want us knowing anything about Hunter Biden's finances, of course. Hey, how did Hunter uh, Joe Biden become such a rich guy? Three mansions. All that's in. He's been in the Senate for 36 years, started out poor. Now he's rich. How did that happen? We have a right to know. But no, they want to examine who is under investigation right now. Actually, Hunter is. There's a federal investigation. They don't like to talk about it. And of course, Jesse Smollett. The fake hate crime, they don't want you talking about the real hate crime, the Wisconsin Parade Massacre. People are There are people who will not walk again. In addition to the six people who are killed, people will never walk again as a result of that racist attack. Be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Frank Sinatra is a humanitarian? Uh, I got to check on my buddy Mark Simone on that one. Uh, he'll, oh yeah, of course he was a big humanitarian. He'll know everything about that. He's the number one Frank Sinatra expert in the world, in addition to a lot of other things. I saw this documentary of uh, Frank. Uh, let's face it, he wasn't uh, very nice to the first Mrs. Frank Sinatra. She, uh, just oh gosh, the openly cheating with Ava Gardner, and just oh these. Brought her, Ava. They were one night. He was out on the town with Ava Gardner, leaving the the kids at home with the wife. He and Ava got into some huge fight, and Ava insisted that Frank bring her to Mrs. Sinatra, and Ava insisted that Frank say right to her face, "I'm leaving you for this woman," and uh, and, and and he did it. <laughs> I just not a humanitarian. I don't know. Great singer, but uh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was very generous and all that stuff. Uh, ooh, here's somebody. This is no humanitarian. This woman should be driven from the Justice Department. They should show up right now and fire her. If you are in trouble in Massachusetts and you're being prosecuted by the U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins, you have every right to a mistrial, new trial, appeal, everything. You got it coming to you because this is the number one federal prosecutor right now in Massachusetts, Rachel Rollins, an absolute psycho lunatic maniac. The FBI knew that she was a psycho lunatic maniac, but she got confirmed by the U.S. Senate Anyway, 
And he is now, oh boy, uh, this is what I mean, psycholunatic maniac. Now, this is in January of this year. She was the Suffolk County. They got that Suffolk County up there in Massachusetts. She was the Suffolk County DA. She allegedly tried to pull over a woman and give her a ticket. That's not what you're allowed to do as a DA. And she blew her light and siren and all this stuff and hassled this woman in a parking lot. It became a minor news story. So a news crew showed up at her house. That happens sometimes when you're a public official. And uh, Rachel Rollins shows everybody what a psycho lunatic maniac she is. Cut one. Can we speak to you for one second, Ms. Rollins? You're in front of my house with my children? We literally just pulled up here. Yeah, but how do you know where I live? Oh, it's public record, ma'am. Right, okay. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It's in the phone book, you moron. Next. We're not stopping you at all. Yeah, but my kids are inside. Oh, we never even knocked the door. We were just parking here trying to figure out where we were going, and someen said we saw you here. So. Yeah, okay. Thanks. So, so, to see yeah. We did. We no, did. I, I'm going to please make sure that you're in front of my house with my children inside. And you're going to put this on oh, here. This is your house. Yeah, sorry. so as a black woman, in this moment, in this country, you're going to put my house on the screen? No, 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 ma'am. We're just here approaching you to ask you a question. Get away from my family. Speak to me at my job. If I get hurt or harmed because of this, you are on the record for that. Or my kids are, are killed. Listen. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? My kids. My kids are 400 feet away right now. Inside. They're at risk. Cut three. Get this is private property. Okay, get out of here. Get out. And you yeah. know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation. Okay. And we'll see how that works okay. with you. Now that sounds like she's threatening her and it's she's threatening to break the law. What is she going to allege? She does not have that what is she going to allege? She's hinting that she's going to have her locked up for no good reason. Wow. This woman can't be a federal employee. We're paying for this. She is the number one prosecutor. She is the, remember Rudy Giuliani in the 80s? She is the Rudy Giuliani right now of Massachusetts. She has the same job. United States attorney. Very prestigious prosecutorial position. And she's the one. Next. So the rantings of a white woman get you here and scare my children? No, no, no. Get off of our private property. And I swear to God, I'm dead serious. I will find your name. You You can ask me somewhere else. Do not have a camera in front of my house. I can give you my name. Get get them out of here. This is the Boston Police. I will have you arrested. I swear to God. I swear to God, I will break the law and have you arrested. Some Democrats, this actually, this shows you the soul of so many Democrats. They love power all that stuff they say in the campaign about generosity and uh, power to the people and all that crap no it's about power but they don't really understand power you you can't lock up people like this at least for now as my friend tatiata ibrahim likes to say this is still america ma'am what happens next? This is it. Get her, I'm get them hiding. out of here. This is the well, Boston Police. I will have you arrested. I swear to God. Okay. It's a, it's My children a are going to be hurt. Yeah, by you. I mean, seriously, wouldn't you call the, uh, what, child services? It's, she should not be around children. Her name is Rachel Rollins. And, oh, this is kind of funny. She screws up everything, everything. When she got sworn in, she screwed up the swearing-in ceremony. It's a very simple procedure. You know, you put your hand on the Bible, you raise your right hand, and you uh, you repeat after 
excuse me, the um, you repeat the oath of office from the judge, uh, from the congressman, whatever. Lots of people can swear you in. This is what happened. Cut 40. I, Rachel Rollins, do solemnly swear and affirm, do solemnly swear and affirm, that I will faithfully and impartially discharge and perform, that I will faithfully and impartially discharge and perform, perform. <laughs> all the duties incumbent on me as Suffolk District just, Attorney. Just, just, can we just make it smaller? I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't. You got a big job here, so you... Okay, here we go. All right, so the judge is so mad. You can see it in her face. Like, what the hell kind of diss is that? And I can say it. All the duties incumbent on me as the Suffolk County District Attorney. I could do that job. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Uh, ever notice when you watch TV, all the women are ultra hot. I'm sorry, but they're very, very attractive. All the guys are kind of schmoey looking. Uh, I mean, kind of schlubby looking. I, it's, it's, it's happening on every channel right now. It's like, I'm not being a jerk here. It's just utterly apparent. Every woman is like 29 years old and like model ready. Every guy is like 57 and a little bit schlubby. I just, uh, it's kind of unavoidable. It's right there. This, uh, I thought this Me Too thing might switch things around. Here's what I think about that, by the way. What you look like really doesn't matter. It doesn't and it shouldn't matter. The idea of uh, turning on TV to see hot girls, uh, hot guys, whatever, that's uh, that might have been a thing in 1996, you know, where there were only a handful of channels, maybe a few more at the time, cable, whatnot. Anybody wants to see anything in the world, uh, you got access to it on your phone. So what's happening here often, uh, there's, uh, well, I don't know actually what's happening here. Maybe uh, I know the viewer is not doesn't really care what anybody looks like. Hey, I want to make a point, though. Some of these hot women have really amazing brains. But uh, not all of them, and I don't know what there's like. I, I don't I don't get it. And here I'm just looking. I'm looking at CNN right now. There is a 60 year old dude, and then there's this ultra hot. I don't know where she's from, but um, is it okay to say ultra hot? She's ultra hot. Same things going on on Fox right now. Uh, what's that? I wait. Wait a second. Now, what the hell is Savannah Guthrie doing at the World War II Memorial honoring Bob Dole? The Today Show host. First, we got a <laughs> another memorial for Bob Dole, and they're acting like this is some sort of tragedy. He was like a hundred and two. I'm sorry, he was a hundred and two and rich. Good for him. But uh, you know, we had lying in state. We had uh, the, the funeral. We had tributes. We've had, and now the funeral is over, and they're having. An event right now on live television at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C., which is right in the middle of the Washington Mall. And for some who the hell knows what reason, overt partisan Democrat helper, Donald Trump uh, hater, uh, Savannah Guthrie is is emceeing the proceedings. Talk about talk about fake news, huh? 
Talk about a world upside down. Oh, one thing. The guy who burned the tree, we talked about this yesterday, allegedly so. His name is Craig Tamahama Mana from Hawaii, 49 years old. He's got some issues. His dad says he's a nut. His dad says he's a nut. Use that word, a nut. Well, the other night he gets released from jail. Cameras are there. At first I thought, okay, this is the perp walk. You know, they're they're walking him to the van that's going to take him to Rikers. No, they're just escorting him out the building so he can go home. And uh, they have a little interview with him, right? Uh, cut 34. Go I'm going home. Do you got a cigarette? I want to smoke. Anybody got a cigarette? Think about the trees, sir. Why, 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 why? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Anybody got a cigarette? Don't give that guy a cigarette. He looks like he just burned down that tree. Can I hear a little bit of this? I'm dying to see what the hell she's talking about. It's She's a lawyer who went to Georgetown, never served in the military. Uh, did she know Bob Dole? She was in law school in like 1998. Bob Dole left the Senate in 1996. What the hell is this all about? And he came back body broken and dreams smashed. He suffered unfathomably. Oh. But he willed himself to recover and heal and find a new path. All right. Thank he you. Stood for thank re- you. Thank you. I know all that. I knew all that a long time ago. Why are you talking about it? How about Robin Dole? He has a daughter named Robin. No one ever talks about Robin. Actually, Robin was dissed. I saw uh, uh, Joe hugging and kissing uh, Libby. Maybe maybe it's better this way. And Robin just, uh, they were ignoring Robin. Just Robin Dole, 67 years old. And I can't, and now she's speaking like it's, it's. am I wrong? Let me know. And let me just find out real quick from one of you guys. Right, wait, wait, I got I to gotta take this. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Now Tom Hanks is speaking. Tom Hanks, an actor with eyeglasses that make him look like uh, John Lennon or sunglasses, round. Inappropriate, I would say. I would actually have to say inappropriate. Number one, it's overcast. You don't wear your sunglasses at at an event like that, do you? Well, you're speaking... What is he, blind? Let me hear what he's talking about. He lost the use of a limb. Oh. And part of his once strong shoulders on a cold mountainside in Italy to an enemy that was trying to kill him. They failed. To recover, Bob Dole lay in a hard plaster body cast for 39 months, roughly 1,170 days. Aided by all those who cared for the wounded veterans of that war, he worked himself through the long, hard sessions of physical toil just to be able to go about the routine motions of an average day. And yet, he was never able again to button a shirt or sign his name as he had. All right. Thanks. I'm sorry, Tom. I mean, I knew that, uh, again, I mean, decades ago we were having this conversation. It would be one thing if this were the funeral. It would be one thing if I, – I don't get it. I'm sorry. And it makes me think of something. The funeral is over, all right? It's okay. We can talk about this. But you talk about his physical therapy. Here's something that you don't know, Tom, that I know that no one ever talks about. His first wife, Phyllis. His first wife, Phyllis. 
She died in 2008. They shared a daughter named Robin. Uh, they got divorced in the early 1970s. Dole was in his late 40s. Uh, you talked about the recovery, Tom Hanks. Well, she was a occupational therapist. She was one of the workers in the hospital who nursed him back to health and, and showed him how to use some of those limbs all over again. He was partially paralyzed. And uh, I wonder about her, you know, as uh, he goes on to political superstardom. I wonder about her. I wonder about Mrs. McCain, John McCain's first wife, as these guys go on and achieve all kinds of things. And what what is it like for them? Now, Phyllis, uh, they maintained a decent, cordial relationship over the years. Uh, as Phyllis said, well, people forget we share a daughter, you know, where he's always going to be a father of my, of my daughter. But I wonder about that. And he was, could be pretty brutal, Bob Dole. He came home one night and said, I'm through. I want out. And he left. That was it. That's, that's how he told uh, Phyllis that the marriage was over. Um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Elizabeth was in the picture. Libby was in the picture at that point or not. Um, it's on two networks, three networks right now. I, I've never seen a post, post-funeral service. Have you? And then two strangers. Uh, what's her name? Savannah Guthrie and now Tom Hanks. Um, Gail, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe I'm being too hard. Hello. Hi, Greg. Uh, you know, peace and happiness to your uh, growing Kelly family. I'd like to say that first. And second of all, I feel like I'm watching a um, these last 11 months, a large-scale global monopoly game starring the mask mumbling, bumbling president and this radical, um, let me think, radical, crazy administration giving out get-out-of-jail-free cards. It's just a big distraction. Hey, what do you think about this Bob Dole stuff? Having a, I'm sorry, this is the third, this is the fourth live televised event for Bob Dole this week. Is it, when is too much? When does it become too much? Well, you know, I have to say, you know, thank God he served our country. You know, I, you know, kudos. Thank God I had people serve. But this is a distraction. All these people are coming out. I want to hear I want to hear uh, what they're going to say on Channel 7 about Jesse Smollett. See, they're, they're avoiding all that. I want to hear Robin Roberts come out and say, gee, what a shame, like they did to Matt Lauer. I'm wondering when they're going to throw him under the bus, or are they not going to? Uh, Jesse Smollett, by the way, yes, everybody bought it, hook, line, and sinker. At least the liberals did initially. What a lying snake he turned out to be. His story never made sense. Here he is. Uh, you know you can always tell a, when a guy is lying or faking, fake crying at least, when a guy breaks out a tissue. And when guys are forced to cry, they don't break out a tissue. And Jesse Smollett broke out a tissue when he said this. Cut 42. I was talking to a friend, and I said, I just want them to find them. And she said, 
sweetie, they're not going to find it. That just made me so angry because so I'm just going to be left here with this. He sucks at acting, too. Big time. Gail, I thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Joe in Long Island. Hi. Hello. Oh, no. You? you know, and, and here comes, what's her name, back to the podium. So she's running the oh. whole thing, Savannah Guthrie. And there's a Hello. great big picture of Bob Dole and a pond behind them. And I think the whole thing is too much. It's just too much. Now, what? Uh, gosh. All right. Sorry. Joe, what's up? What can I do for you? Listen, this morning I get up. I, I, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30. A little later, I put on uh, uh, Fox News, have my coffee, and the a Cushionette Golf Company, who makes the Titleist Golf Ball, the number one ball in golf, yeah. the ball that I've been playing for 50 years, yeah. they block, They do custom you know, stuff where you put your name or you put a picture of your right. son or whatever. They will not let you put Let's Go Brandon on the golf ball, but Black Lives Matter is fine. Kill Trump is fine. And I can't get a straight answer from them. They they keep telling me one thing, another thing. Put me on hold. Put you can't. Me you can't. You can't put. They will. They will not put kill Trump on a golf ball. No way. Oh yes, they will. No, they will. How do you know that? Uh, Steve Ducey said they they had one of their producers call, and there's a whole bunch of crap that they'll put about Trump, but they won't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to put kill Ducey on. And I, you know, I, ju- I kill no, no. Uh, kill. No, no, yeah, no, 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 kill no. Trump. Kill Trump. I don't know. I mean, right. look, they'll I just I don't, I don't I don't I don't think they'll put yeah. Black Lives Matter on a golf ball, right? Yeah, I, I know. I, I hey man, listen, I don't golf. So what are you going to do? Well, what's, listen, your, please, what's your what's your please, what's your what's your what's your what? Can I have one second? No, Joe. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, it doesn't work that way. I'll take a quick break. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Let me tell you why I got annoyed at Joe on Long Island. Because if that was an accurate portrayal of what they did over at Fox, and I I don't think it was. Look, there's a lot of PC crap going on right now. But I'm not going to let anybody say something incorrect about an entire company. Titleist, Titleist, whatever the hell they call themselves. As a company, they are not allowing anyone to put kill Trump on a golf ball. All right. The company is not doing that. And I don't care if they got some 23 year old producer to finagle some 23 year old who works at Titleist to say somehow that they did or would. That's not the policy. And by the way, if it were the policy, they'd be visited by the Secret Service. That statement is against the law. It is against the law. It would be considered a threat against a sitting or former United States president, and that is a federal offense. And Titleist, Titleist, whatever the hell you call it, I don't golf, I don't care, is not going to do that. Meanwhile, we got General Milley, that loser general who just blew it in Afghanistan, who didn't know Bob Dole, never saw Bob Dole, but here he is eulogizing Bob Dole. I want to hear this for a moment, not long. More resilient against the buffering. Hey, that's Joe Biden, pal. The one who's wearing the uniform, overdone. All right, you work on that. You got, uh, you can't miss him. See the uniform? Yeah. All right. I'm going to put you aside for now. Out of my brain. Um, Out of my brain. (sighs) Deep breath. Deep breath. You got it now? All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Tonight, 
on the Newsmax show, which starts at 7 o'clock, although I tape it at 5.30. And that presents some interesting challenges to my schedule, but that's okay. We shall show you Jill Biden (laughs) lying her head off to protect Joe. It is something else. It is a fake news extravaganza, but they don't realize they've been caught once again. It will be something to behold. In the meantime, are we ready? Press play. Where Private Sims lay, Lieutenant Doe grabbed him by the shirt and began to drag him toward the relative safety of a nearby bomb crater. They hadn't moved more than a few feet when an enemy machine gun and shrapnel from an exploding mortar round tore into Bob Dole's back near his right shoulder. The impact throwing him to the ground. All right, thank you. Again, we knew about this uh, a long time ago. A long time ago. National profiles were being done on Bob Dole in 1972. When was he the vice presidential nominee for Gerald Ford? 1976. It's been on the national stage a long time. We don't need you, General Milley, to uh, be wasting your time at yet another ceremony. That's what he looks like, a ceremonial soldier. Too much with the epaulets, too much with the schools, too much with the parades, too much with the bands. How about getting back to lethality, getting back to logistics, moving people and material and supplies and weapons out of Afghanistan? Remember that? Everybody else seems to have forgotten. It actually happened. And he's probably more than anybody alive. He and Joe Biden. So much responsibility. He has been virtue signaling with the best of them. Remember, I want to know about white rage, and I'm white. Isn't that amazing? Oh, so generous of you. Wow, you're a white man, and you want to know about white rage. He was that guy. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI. Those are the three priorities right now of the Pentagon. That's what they're all about. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Killing the enemy, uh, we'll get back to you on that. Getting out of Afghanistan in a professional, organized way, mm, don't have time for that. Here's something else that you got to know about these guys. They don't know how to stand up to authority. Now, I believe that Millie probably said, you know, maybe we should keep some more troops in there. But because Joe Biden yelled at him, he ran away like a wuss. Because to become a general, basically, you got to be a wuss. Now, to be, there are some exceptions. But to join the military, join the military, you got to have a sense of adventure. you got to be kind of a little bit of a wild man or woman. It's kind of – it's uh, it's quite a life, you know, and you don't know what the hell's in store for you. So you got to have that that risk, that capacity for risk. But if you stay in it for a career, something happens. There's a shift. And then you become, well – Risk averse. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to, if you make one small mistake, you're done, you're out. That's something the military needs to start thinking about, by the way. Zero defects mentality. One mistake and you could be done. It wasn't always like that. They used to fire generals left and right. They'd bring them back home, you know, yell at them a little bit, and then sooner or later let them back on the battlefield. That happened all the time in World War II. It happened in uh, uh, the Civil War, I know. Uh, not too sure about World War One. I. I mean, MacArthur screwed up all kinds of things. That guy was almost court-martialed a couple of times. Eisenhower, 
got in very serious trouble as a junior officer and was ultimately able to basically save the world. If we got on his case, and I forgot what he did, it had something to do with a bounce check. It wasn't like he was trying to get away with something. It was like he just wrote a check and there weren't enough funds in his account and it bounced. He didn't mean it, but that can be a very big deal in the military. And he got written up for it. It could have ended his career, but it didn't. Hey, Colin Powell once lost a gun in Vietnam. He lost his pistol. That can be a career ender. But instead, the pistol was found and a general, I don't want to say took pity on him, but he cuts him some slack. That happens. But today's military is not like that. And it hasn't been like that for a long time. One mistake, you're done. So what do they do? They avoid mistakes. Um, but if you're so busy avoiding mistakes, it's really hard to lead. It's really hard to, well, you're not going to be very creative, right? Creativity is the first casualty of a zero defects mentality. Anthony, do you have a problem with something I said in Woodbridge? Yes, I do, Greg. Well, what's the issue? What's the issue? The issue is that how the Secret Service has never gone after these uh, people who have made threatening idle threats and absolute outright threats to President uh, Trump. And so maybe that man's wrong about the balls, but uh, you're wrong about the CIA, uh, the Secret Service prosecuting anyone. Wait a second. No, 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 Anthony. Hold it right there. Number one, the Secret Service does not prosecute. It's not that kind of agency they investigate. And if you, Anthony, right now threaten to kill a sitting president or an ex-president, guess what? They'd be able to find you. There's a big difference from saying F Trump to saying K-I-L-L Trump, which we don't want to do. That is actually illegal. And they do follow up on that stuff all the time. No one no one ever gets. You're wrong, Anthony. You are ap- you're wrong. You are you don't know what you're talking about as usual. You called before. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you. No, these guys do not get it, all right? That is a crime. It is a total crime. And when it's committed, it will be investigated. You know, the Secret Service, God bless them. They still have some independence. They do. And they're under attack all the time. But they have a mission. If anybody dies on their watch, it doesn't matter what the headlines, it matters what history will say. And they take the protection of their protectee, whether it's a Democrat or Republican. Do not tell me that those guys are political. You've got the wrong acronym, okay? you got the wrong organization. Let's see if anybody else has something to say about that. Uh, no. Sam in Woodside, what's up? Okay, a couple of years ago when Hillary Hi Sam, was, how are you? That's I'm usually, still alive. What about you? Are you the guy are you you're the one who always makes up what neighborhood you're from, aren't you? No, I've been using Woodside cons- consistently. All right. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Keep going. What's up? Okay. A couple of years ago when when Crooked Hillary was, you know, the Secretary of State, now I heard this and I never heard it again. She authorized um What's that uranium? The the high top of uranium to 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 uh, Putin. She sold. Uh, what's the what's the? Uh, hey, I'm glad you, know, you got top. your facts straight on this story. But keep going, please. No, I I lose my mind every once in a while. But, but uh, what, what what is it? You know the uranium that 
can be used in a, in a nuclear bomb. What is it called? Uh, um, uranium-12? Well, well, exceeded uranium, excited uranium. Enriched uranium, enriched. That's it. Hey, you're smarter than I am. Okay, now I heard this years ago, and, and you know, the Rosenbergs were electrocuted under Truman for, for uh, giving atomic secrets to, uh, to uh, Germany. Why wasn't uh, Hillary, who obviously the, you know, the Clinton Foundation, you know, collected a couple of million dollars from Russia as a result of this, why wasn't this ever followed up? It's a good question. It is a good question. And this whole thing, this whole debacle, there's there's something to it. Uh, Hillary Clinton, it is believed, sold 20% of America's uranium to Russia, and then the Russian government gave $145 million to the Clinton Foundation. Uh, there have been allegations. These are the allegations. Uh, let's see. You're going to go to. Now, this is controversial, uh, and this has uh, received what they call they call it fringe media attention. But generally speaking, the fringe media these days get it right where the mainstream media get it wrong. Uh, let's see here. 20 percent. Uh, hold on. Yeah. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Isn't this treason? I mean, she calls Putin, uh, Putin, Putin, Hitler. OK, when she refers to him, you know, in her crummy speeches. And then at the same time, she's selling them enriched uranium. Now, she she's. Uh, this is, and, and you know, the sale the sale went through. All right, let's okay. go through this. Hold on, let me just because I like this guy Peter Schweitzer and I trust him. Uh, editor at large at Breitbart, uh, a chapter in his book called this a pay-for-play scheme between the Clintons and Russia, accusing them of transferring uranium in exchange for donation money. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, this has never been completely and adequately addressed. Now, I don't know if you could necessarily call it treason because, you know what, guess what? We buy all kinds of stuff from them. They buy all kinds of stuff from us. I mean, this is not the Cold War anymore. It's not. This is uh, right, a different kind of adversary. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think it amounts to that. I know what happened with the Rosenbergs, uh, but thank you, Sam. Uh, you want to see if she should be prosecuted for this. Now, she can't do that herself. She has to engineer it that the entire government would have to buy in, just like just like Joe Biden had to engineer it that the entire government wanted that prosecutor fired in Ukraine, where it really was only Joe Biden and Hunter who wanted that uh, that guy gone. Yeah, this goes back a bit. I will uh, let me refresh ever so much and uh, get back to you uh, on the rest of that. Anybody else know? I do remember this was a hot story. This was a hot story, but it kind of went away. Uh, Connie in Long Island. Hi. Hi. Uh, congratulations on your baby. Thank you. Um, I just have two questions. One, when Nancy Pelosi um, tore up the uh, State of the Union address, um, isn't that a federal crime? And the second question is, when... when uh, now listen, when she tore up that address, I thought it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever... One of the most disgusting things I'd ever seen. It was horrendous. And by the way, the fake news uh, covered for it. Even they were shocked. So they didn't cover it. Uh, but, 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 why would you say that's a federal crime? I thought it... Um, I'm mistaken then. I, I'm sorry. I no, I mean, don't, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, a destruction of property? Come on. You can you can tear up a piece of paper if you want to. I don't think that would be a, a federal crime. But maybe, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Really? Can I just ask one more question? Yeah. 
when when Biden became president and he started signing all those uh, the pipeline thing off and everything, right? And everybody was telling him to sign it, knowing that he is not right. Is that legal? Knowing that he is not right, is that Dementia. legal? Demented. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I think the guy is totally out to lunch mentally. Um, that's one of the reasons why I did not vote for the man and he shouldn't be president and all that stuff. But as far as the legality of it all, those were executive orders. He is technically the president. He does technically have the ability to issue an executive order. And most of those executive orders were just, uh, canceling executive orders from, uh, by President Trump. So, uh, those are, those are actually legal in that sense. Even uh, though he was told, at each one, sign here. He didn't even read him. Uh, no, I mean, I think that you're, you, you saw, you had a whole stack of things. You ever, you ever buy a yeah. house? You ever buy a house? You yeah. know, you, you gotta sign, you gotta sign your name like 80 times, you know? It's like one of those yeah. things. I, I'm not, look, there's a lot of reasons to go after Biden, all right? And I do think his mental capacity is way diminished and all that stuff, but not on this one. I mean, I don't like those orders, but I'm not going to say, well, he's, dem- you know, I, I don't know. I think that's a reach. There's stuff that's right there, good and juicy for us. That's a reach. Are you driving? Are you shoveling? What are you doing? Believe it or not, I'm driving. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, thank you, Connie, very much. You're the best. Thank you. Uh, uh, did you just make that sign? He did. All right. And uh, the ceremony there at the World War II Memorial continues. Um, is it over yet? It's got to be over. What's next? Where 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 does the Bob Dole uh, uh, procession go next? We'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Remember, for a while, Jussie Smollett was the biggest story in the world. And then we found out it was a fake hate crime, and then it went away. And uh, now that he has found been found guilty of that... It kind of percolated, but it went away real fast. Joy Reid on her MSNBC show did not even acknowledge it, did not even say one thing about it. But back when he got those two guys to attack him on purpose, also he could make more money and become a bigger star on that silly show, Empire. I hated that show, by the way. Finally, I can say it. I used to be on Fox 5. And every day we had yet another star from that dopey show, and I had to pretend I knew what was going on and who these people were. I will say that I did personally like Taraji P. Henson, who played uh, Cookie, but I uh, I had no idea who Cookie was or what she did. I had no interest in that show. Sorry. And what else did I not have interest in? Oh, Jesse Smollett showed up a couple of times, and I'm like, you, oh, I just, uh, every day, empire, 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 but... Apparently for him, uh, $100,000 an episode was not enough money. He was really bent out of shape that he wasn't making more money. Who was the big star of that show? Was it Terrence Howard? Was that the guy? Uh, uh, and Taraji P. Henson. So he fakes this thing, and initially it works because everybody starts feeling sorry for him. Uh, let's see. Where's that thing? Uh, you got it from the uh, from the Newsmax show? Uh, where everybody feels sorry for Jesse Smollett. Go ahead. Uh, Danny, this is a horrible story. No matter what kind of 
uh, attack or crime it was, but what do prosecutors need to prove uh, to categorize this as a hate crime? Support for Smollett exploding online from Hollywood A-listers to political heavyweights. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi tweeting the racist homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is an affront to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. Democratic presidential candidate and Senator Kamala Harris also weighing in, calling Smollett one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know and calling the attack an attempted modern day lynching. Why was uh, Kamala Harris hanging out with Jesse Smollett anyway? Uh, kindest, gentle. Well, is she going to correct the record? Because he's a great big liar. And we all know it now. Hate crime. Did you hear that first one? How do we make sure that this is a hate crime? Where is Stephanie Ruler from MSNBC? Why isn't she concerned about the people in Wisconsin, the sick, the, 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 the six-year-old boy and the 82-year-old woman who were killed? The alleged killer is Daryl Brooks, well-known black supremacist, racist, hates white people, hates them. Just look at his rap lyrics. Look at his social media profile. He mowed down, allegedly, on purpose. See how I say allegedly? Well, I do. Uh, mowed down, allegedly, uh, six people. Well, we know six people were mowed down. Was he the guy? Well, that will ultimately be either proven or disproven in court. But I believe the cops. Probable cause here. This is the guy who did it. All right? And where is the discussion about that? One of the worst racist attacks in American history. Probably since that big riot, that Tulsa massacre a hundred years ago. It was the biggest thing since then, I think. Six people killed because of their their race. And nobody gives a damn because it does not fit a narrative. And there are people, I don't understand, people who don't necessarily, they consider themselves both less than and perhaps superior to others. And I'm talking about a lot of white people out there, quite frankly, who for some reason, something happens to them when it comes time to criticize a person of color. They won't do it. It's one of the reasons why we have Eric Adams as mayor-elect of this city. This great city has a a wheeler dealer, uh, (laughs) empty suit of a guy, Eric Adams. I just, I can't believe it. I just can't believe that this guy's going to be the mayor. Whatever. It just says something about New York. It says something about the media. Uh, we can hope for the best. We can hope for the best. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but that's the way it goes, huh? Hate crime. A hate crime for Jesse. It, why wasn't that a hate crime? What's he going to do? How much time in jail does he get now? I heard he's eligible for up to 20, 20 years in prison. Is that going to happen? Probably not. Actually, I don't think he deserves 20 years in prison. What does he deserve? He deserves some time in prison. Um, But one of the reasons why they seized on this, why they hyped it, is because they could point to it as another example of white supremacy, right? Those two Nigerian guys, no, they were white supremacists. And white supremacy is the existential threat that America faces, right? Cut 44. Most lethal terrorist uh, threat to our homeland... uh in recent years uh, is domestic terrorism, domestic terrorism, 
rooted in white supremacy. What we know from the intelligence community, one of the greatest threats to our national security is domestic terrorism manifested by white supremacists. White supremacy is, is the biggest bucket of concern when it comes to uh, domestic terrorism. I am so terrified of that white supremacy. Aren't you? Jeff in Scarsdale has something to say about white supremacy, I'm told. Jeff, hello. Hi. Good afternoon, Greg. Pleasure to speak with you. I want to thank you for inspiring me to write a personal handwritten letter. I know you're very big on that, and you you said that publicly, how it's kind of like healing. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I wrote a letter to a professor, the esteemed, so-called esteemed professor, Brittany Cooper, Rutgers University. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, her diatribe against white supremacists. We're going to wipe out. Did she write you back? So, what'd, you, what'd you write her, and did oh, she write you back? I, <laughs> well, I'm waiting. I, I sent it uh, uh, register a certified mail, so I'm going to. I'm holding my breath. <laughs> and I also sent it to additional departments within the school who supported her. So, briefly, the first paragraph I write, if I may read it to you now, uh, just a couple of sentences. It says, This is a letter of thanks your subterranean, always open and unambiguous positions and beliefs. At least we know through your hate-filled propaganda, a daily diet of venomous poison, delivered from your ivory tower with your privileged tenure as your safety net that you are the professor of provocateur. Then I said, I go on to say that instead of being a uniter, you are dividing the next generation, pitting one particular skin pigmentation against another. MLK would be quite proud of you. So MLK, MLK you. oh, you're being sarcastic there. That's the only critique. Oh, yeah, yeah. You say MLK yeah, would be okay. quite proud of you. I yeah. would. I think you've yeah. you got to be careful with so sarcasm. Yeah. You've got to come right out and say MLK would be I ashamed of you. You know yeah, what I mean? you're right. Yeah. I wanted to go on a lighter note quickly as a Friday. Um, being a workout guy myself, what is, what is a daily workout like in the, in the life of Greg Kelly? <laughs> uh, is it mostly spent on the... You know, beers, running 30, 40 minutes, how much time do you spend? Do you, do you mix it up? Is it four yeah. days a week, five days a week? So uh, i got to be honest here, all right? Yeah, thanks. I, uh, you know, we just moved, and we just had another child, so my workouts have uh, fallen by the wayside, all right? Now, tomorrow, Saturday, I'm going to start anew. But uh, not that long ago, here's what I was doing. Every day, I'd run for 40 minutes, every day, and that was enough to keep my weight down. That really helped, and plus the stuff that I'm doing diet-wise or whatever. I'd run to 40 minutes to an hour. Very easy, 10-minute miles, 10-minute, 10 10-minute, 10 30-second miles, and I'd do it in the morning before breakfast, sometimes mid-morning, but anyway. But now I'm, uh, I'm doing a whole new weight routine. Ask me again in two weeks, but um, I'm, that was the key. I was at my best, my best shape ever just by running 40 minutes a day. Uh, almost five or six days a week. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get even better. I'm, I'm working on a plan. Call me in about two weeks. I'll let you know how that's going. I gotta. Is it time? It's time. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Uh, Christmas parties. Have you been to any? I've been to two this week, and I'm having a little bit of a trouble adjusting. Number one. I don't think we should play music at parties anymore. No more music at parties. We don't need it. Here's what makes a party special. 
the socializing, people coming together that you don't normally see or people that you normally see, seeing them in a new, different setting where you can talk. That's kind of what a party is all about. We're not there to dance. We're not there to hear new music or anything like that. Music is so ubiquitous. I've got access to any song ever recorded right now. So do you in my silly iPhone. That's that. I listen to music when I'm driving, solitary time, walking the dog, whatever. When I go to a party, I don't want to have to raise my voice to be heard. I don't want to strain to listen. I want to hear people. I'm, I'm Now I have to read their lips. I have to focus on their – what are they saying? I have to focus on their lips. The music at this party, which was fantastic, by the way, great people. I'm not complaining. Well, I guess I am complaining, but all parties do this. Nothing personal to the host. I've been to five parties this week, so it's, you can't tell which party I'm talking about. The The music was so ridiculously loud. It was like a nightclub in the 90s. I used to go to nightclubs. There was a time and a place for nightclubs. There still is if you're looking for whatever, uh, although I don't recommend that. I just – anyway, no more music, more talking. Does that make sense? I love music, but not at a holiday party. So loud, so unnecessary, and – just let's talk. The other thing is I really don't want to shake hands anymore with anybody. Sorry. I just am done. You know, I'm not a germaphobe. That's never been my thing. I, I'm not like uh, who's the germaphobe. Uh, they say Trump is. I don't know if that's really true. Although I, I've i met him many times, but I remember meeting him just before the pandemic in November of 2019, a couple of months before, and he fist bumped me. Now, he's famously been known to not like to shake hands, but he fist bumped me, and that's fine. And I like the fist bump. It makes sense. So for a year and a half, we didn't shake hands. Nope, can't shake hands, socially, all that stuff. I am now in the habit of not shaking hands. I don't want to shake hands. And now it's become a thing. Everybody, and I I make a fist. Then again, if somebody, let's say they are of greater stature than I am, I mean – Yes, there are people out there like that, right? Let's say, uh, hmm, uh, no, I don't want to mention him. Let's say uh, Derek Jeter walks into the room and he he puts out his hand. Am I going to say clench my fist and like, no, I'm here to fist bump? I will probably follow suit. But let's say uh, the new guy who just joined the company two weeks ago comes up and tries to shake my hand. I'm going to fist bump him, and I'm going to keep my fist clenched until he follows suit because in that moment, I've got the stature in the in the relationship. But I think I have to commit to just being the fist bump person. I saw somebody last night cough into their hand, and then somebody taps them on the shoulder, and then they shook hands. Again, I'm not a germ guy. I, I'm usually not freaked out by this stuff, but that freaked me out. And you think about what hands do and where they go and why do it? Why are we shaking hands? Do you know what I you know where handshaking actually comes from? It's something from the old west. You shook hands so you could make sure the other guy didn't have a gun or a knife. That's why it was a sign of peace. I think we're beyond that, don't you? And by the way, then I shake somebody's hand and I make all kinds of judgments that I don't want to make. You know, that guy had a strong handshake. That guy had a weak handshake. That guy had sweaty palms. That guy's hand felt weird. I don't want to think all that stuff. Um, and I think that's the way it should be. So let's make arrangements for that to happen. Uh, Jonathan in New Jersey. Yes, sir. 
Greg, I love you. I, I really respect the way you handle this opportunity, you know, to share your faith and to uh, speak to people, you know, from the heart. Uh, I've got three quick points. One on your shaking hands. Um, I, my guitar teacher is Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player, and I met him once, and I shook his hand. It's kind of cold and clammy backstage, and my friend shook his hand and came to me, oh, my God, did you see Ozzy's hands? Oh, well, and I didn't really make much of a big deal out of it. I just thought, well, that's pretty interesting, but you're right. You don't shake someone's hand. Is it too hard? Is it too soft? Is it like a limp fish? I guess that's number one. And then number two, I had a personal greeting and wish for you about your daughter. Go ahead. Thank you. Listening. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'd like you to check out Twyla Paris. Talk about all the music in the world. By the way, it's insane to have loud music at a party. That drives me nuts. I'm there to talk to people. I have my own music. I play guitar. I have an amplifier. I can melt the party if they need it. But anyway, Twyla Paris is a country singer. And the very best music I ever found when my little Christy was a baby, it's called Bedtime Prayers. I don't know. You, you probably never heard of her nor the um, nor the album, but I would strongly recommend that for your daughter. You listen to it first, see if you like it. If you have any favorite songs, that is my personal greeting. And then the last thing is "Juicy Smollett" by Dave Chappelle. Did you hear him? Yeah, I heard the. Uh, well, you mean the bit he did last summer? I thought it was great. It was great. It was it was it was great. That guy is uh he's he's fantastic. I love him even when I disagree with him and I, I support what he's doing. Twyla Paris, I'm gonna check that out. Jonathan, thank you so much for those beautiful uh observations and wishes. Twyla Paris. I'm looking at her right now. I will make this happen and uh uh play it for uh Annalise and if Annalise doesn't like it I'll play it for Madeline. I got to get their names down by the way. <laughs> Every time they ask me my name I'm like it's uh Madeline and Annalise. Steve in Central Jersey, good uh, afternoon. Hey Greg, before I get to my main point, good to see there's tough guys like you who come back to work immediately after the children are born as opposed to taking long-term FML. No further comment there, although you may respond. <laughs> Here's my main point. I agree with you. I, John McCain, the passing of John McCain and Bob Dole, way overdone. All right? And I, I, whether it was necessary to go into their first marriages or not, okay, that's fine. You need to fill time. How about Joe Biden's first marriage? And if you know more than me, let me know. Here's the facts I'm aware of. When he ran for pre, uh, got, excuse me, senator the first time in 72, uh, now First Lady Jill Biden, his second wife, was working on the campaign. Then he gets elected. Then the first wife and the three kids get into an accident. The It was originally reported that the truck ran an intersection and hit her, the first wife, killing her, by the way, and the daughter. It's since been reported, no, she ran the first light. Now it's since been reported. Now afterwards comes the, the, the affair between Joe Biden and Jill Biden that the first husband, Jill, has talked about. Has anybody ever looked into this? By the way, he was ready to resign. He was was ready to say, I I don't want to be sworn in because the accident had happened. And supposedly they, quote, unquote, talked him out of it. Has anybody ever looked at this? This is all real suspicious to me. What went on there? What was the wife despondent about something? Has anybody ever looked at it? Do you know, know more than me about this? It sounds like you and I know the same stuff. I know about Bill Stevenson, uh, Jill's uh, husband at the time. And, yes, they worked on the campaign. They were all friends. Uh, I believe 
Bill has not alleged that Joe and Jill were fooling around while Joe was married. And Stevenson seems like the guy, if he thought that, he would say that. He did not say that. He hasn't said that. He said it. It seemed to be quite clear that it was post-death of the wife. So I know what you're getting at, but I don't – I've not seen anything to that effect. And I don't think of any anything sinister in terms of her death. Now, the way Joe has described her death, yes, he's been all over the place. He blamed the truck driver. The truck driver said he was drunk. He wasn't drunk. Uh, you're right. This, the, the story has changed, but I don't sense anything sinister. But the fact is, and a lot of people don't know this uh, – Joe was fooling around with Jill, who was married to another man, and uh, it broke that man's heart when he found out that Jill was having an affair behind his back with Senator, United States Senator Joe Biden. It happened. It's true. There's no denying it. They came up with a phony baloney story about how they really met. That's been debunked. So, but I don't think so. Steve, you, you, you still sense that there might be something weird about the death, huh? Uh, again, uh, why would they say, right, why would they say the truck ran, you know, they're blaming an innocent person, the truck driver, she ran the red light, as anybody, she tested, uh, granted, I understand the poor woman died, what what was her sobriety at the time, you see, there's all, there's unanswered questions here, I think that need to be, the whole thing just stinks, given his past, meaning Biden, the whole thing stinks to high hell to me. I, I, God, uh, and look, his daughter, he lost a daughter. He lost a wife. That is terrible. That is tragic. Okay. Hunter, you know, Hunter and Bo, I'm sure were scarred from this. Right. So I don't want to downplay the personal side of this, but yeah, I, I think there's something more. I just given him and the way he's lied over and over again. Right, and that, I want people to understand that he's been a nasty liar his entire career. Biden, I know right? it busted I time think- and time again. He's been busted time and time again. It's amazing, though, what the fake news does. They count <laughs> Trump. Oh, look at this. Thirty thousand lies. You look at him. You yeah. look at the fine print. They're not. This guy is. We've always known him to be a liar. He's been doing it since since day one. But again, I do not sense anything sinister about the death, the tragic death of his wife and daughter. Thank you uh, for calling, pal. Uh, it's interesting. It is uh, just that whole thing. One other, Francis from Massapequa. Hi, my man, Greg. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good. My dad just want to let you know is is, is um, he loves you. He thinks your show. He watches you on TV every night religiously. He's eighty four years old, and uh, I, I, you know, we we watch you on Fox uh, Channel Five. You were great, and uh, he's he just want to let you know that that he really, really, he he, he just. Thanks to the world of you. God bless you and your new kid. Oh, thank you, um, pal. A couple of quick points. Uh, one, talking about McCain. He died. They, they went over the moon for him, which he deserved. You know, whatever. Same thing with Dole. But let's go back to when they ran for president and pulled some of the snippets of what these same hypocrites said about these two fellas, how they destroyed him. All right? And then I want to move on to this absolute low-life creep. Couldn't, you couldn't be more of a, a you-know-what. He is a, an absolute disgrace to human mankind, is Jesse Smollett. For this guy to use his race and to use his sexuality, being gay, to, I mean, it's unbelievable. And the rotten, no good, hypocritical, disgusting Democrats 
They won't say a word. If this was one of Trump's kids who did this or, or, or a Republican, they would crucify him. It's ruining the world, and the Democrats are as evil as evil as you can get. Let's talk about Nancy Pelosi's husband and the money and the tax breaks and all the stuff that he gets. And Feinstein with the spy in the office and, and all just all the stuff. All right, all right. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't want you to get too mad. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blow a gas. <laughs> all right, all right. It's okay. Don't let these people ruin your day. What do you do, Francis? Um, well, right now I'm, I'm retired. I was in construction. I had a serious illness about two years ago. I had a massive heart attack, double cardiac arrest. Ooh. And just speaking of what you were talking about, I was in the best shape of my life. I was riding my bicycle 15 miles every other day in the summer. I lost 30 pounds. <coughs> Excuse me. I was playing basketball three hours a day, Saturday and Sunday. But you know what? The main thing, my cholesterol, my diet was terrible, and my blood pressure. I'm going to tell you right now, and every on the 35 million zillion listeners you have, the number one killer of men is high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Thank the Lord above. They saved my life. I'm the luckiest guy in the world to be able to be talking to you. The bottom line is this. If you're a male, check your cholesterol and your blood pressure every six months. Have, have, a, have a checkup. And I just want to say that you're, you're a solid guy. My dad loves you. And I'm the luckiest guy in the world, bro. Wow, wow. Francis, amen. Uh, I love that. I love that. You. I'm going to call you a lot, too. I'm going to stay. I'm going to call you once a week. Well, all right. To be continued for sure. Give my best to the uh, to Pops. Sonny, I my old a- man, Sonny. He loves you, man. I'm telling you. All right. He's, he's not an easy catch. He's <laughs> tough, man. He's a tough, you know, old, old. He's an army guy, and he's just tough, but he he adores you. All right. All right. No, Thanks, I, I have that effect day. on God people. God bless you, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, be right back with a special poem of all things. One by Joe Biden. He delivers it. He's all mad. It's kind of funny. And another by a very special guest. Duty throws the gauntlet down to fate. When honor scorns a compromise with death, that is heroism. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. All right. Uh, I'm not the big poetry man, uh, and neither is Joe Biden. In the middle of that funeral today, Joe Biden said he wanted to read a poem. And he mentioned it was some uh, some poet, and then he starts reading from it. And being Joe Biden, he did it with a certain rage. I mean, when, when you hear somebody read a poem, is this what you're expecting, Joe? Duty throws the gauntlet down to fate. When honor scorns a compromise with death, that... Is heroism. Death, fate, and that is heroism. What a nasty, weird rendition. Well, I hope that's not in store from our uh, special, special caller. Uh, her name is, uh, hold on, I got it here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Risa Brown is on the phone, longtime listener, I'm told. And uh, hi, Risa, how are you? I'm good, Greg. How are you? So, Risa, uh, nice to uh, chat with you. Number one, who is your sister? She's a big fan of yours, and she helped arrange this. Yes, my sister is Dory. Uh, she is probably my biggest fan, so I owe her a lot. I owe her a debt of gratitude. It is a pleasure to be here. Uh, she's a journalist for the uh, New York Post, and uh, she's probably the biggest fan, sometimes not the only fan, of my work. And she's always loved this poem, and she said, you know what, Risa, you've got to tell Greg about it. You know, at some point, you've got to tell Greg about it. I think he'd appreciate it, and I hope uh, 
you know, I, I'm so happy I have this opportunity. I hope uh, your listeners uh, get a little something out of it as well. All right. We're looking forward to it. And real quick, I think your sister, uh, Dory, she was one of the ones who helped uncover the Hunter Biden laptop. Is that right? Uh, actually, she didn't. No, no, she uh, really wasn't involved. With didn't that. she write uh, about it a little bit? Uh, not to my knowledge. No. no. Uh, what I, a bust. I think it, well, the whole idea of you reading the po- No, I'm only kidding. I, <laughs> so, uh, well, listen, I'm ready. What's it about first? So, uh, Greg, it's really, honestly, it's about America. I mean, it's really, it, it's simple. It's about the greatness of this country. And sometimes, you know, I think we tend to lose sight of that, myself included, because, you know, with all the craziness going on in the world, sometimes I have to, you know, pinch myself and say, you know, we live uh, in the greatest country ever conceived on, on the face of the earth. And Let me ask you, does it rhyme? Sure. It, it does rhyme. I can't. I'm a rhymer. I can't. Not, I can't. I'm not a modernist. Good. I got to rhyme. I, I gotta hate rhyme my poems. poems that don't rhyme. I am so I, relieved. I'm not in, I'm not All right. So you ready to do this? Ready. It's not going to take like an hour. How long is it going to take? Uh, I'm guessing probably between 10, 15 seconds, if that. That's probably, it? That, that's, I know. I, that sounds more it. like a riddle. <laughs> like, uh, all right. Take your time. Take your time. All right. I'll, I'll read slow. What's it called? Uh, so What's it called? It, Does it have a it's title? Called, there's uh, sorry, it's called There's a Big Sky Across America. All right, Risa, I'm going to shut up now. All right, here we go. Uh, there's a big sky across America, suffused with a wondrous glow, a reflection of the people who are America's soul. There's a big sky across America, a patchwork of 50 seams, a glorious protector and cradle of American dreams. There's a big sky across America, wrenched from the tyrant's grasp, because in the United States of America, tyranny cannot last. There's a big sky across America, stained with bitter tears, and smoked with the sacrifice of men and women who put country above fear. There's a big sky across America that is also a golden door that every American can open and not walk through but soar. That's it. Well, that's very beautiful. Oh, well, very thank beautiful. you. Thank very you. I beautiful. told you it was quick. It was fast. Well, it was uh, a lot longer than 15 seconds, by the way, but that's oh. okay. I'm glad. I'm glad it was. I didn't want it I, to end. I did not oh, want it to end. Right. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. I hope sure. it just gave a little lift to uh, you and your listeners. Hey, and why don't you go on Twitter and put this stuff up on uh, Twitter? If I had a Twitter account, I would. I'm in the Stone Ages, but I think it's time to get out, so yeah. I appreciate that. It's very um, easy but... to do, and oh, if you've got an email address, you can set up a Twitter. Uh, now, do you want to get this stuff published? What's the long game here? Uh, I just, you know, I write a lot. I mean, I'm a writer, but I write, a, a write really mainly for myself and, you know, my two listeners. Uh, now, hopefully, they're more. Usually, it's my mom and sister who I force, you know, but uh, I eventually, I would like to get it published. Probably, you know, possibly self-publishing. I mean, I have published through mainstream, and, and that's always tough. you got a lot of editors ripping your stuff apart, but I just sometimes read myself this poem just to remind, really, literally remind myself, you know what? You're in the greatest country on earth. Hey. And, uh Puts a smile on my face. The greatest poem, the, the greatest poet in the world, Amy, what was her name again? Dickinson? What was her name? Oh, a- Emily Dickinson. Emily Hello. Dickinson. She she didn't show her stuff to anybody. She was so shy. She just wrote that stuff in her attic or something, right? That's true. She was. It was discovered after her death, and man, was she talented. So it's, it's very, it's like Van Gogh. She never discovered success in her lifetime. So if it ever happens to me, I hope it happens before then, if it does happen. But I'm just happy, you know, you, you got to, everyone needs their own mode of expression. So this is kind of how I... 
deal with day-to-day anxiety is living in, in, in today's America. But What's wrong? Uh, right. Hey, by the way, RISA, that's an interesting name. R-I-S-A. What's it? That's, is it short for something or what? No, just RISA. You know, my parents had to be different, uh, but it's, it is unusual. It's, it's, it's a definitely an unusual name. Are you sure uh, it's not short for Clarissa? I, I'll ask my parents again, but they told me no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that ain't would help. Uh, hey, I appreciate it. My best to your sister at the New York Post there, and uh, oh, thank Greg, you, Risa. Thanks. All right? Greg, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. You bet. You bet. Our poet, our poet laureate here on The Greg Kelly Show. Let's make her the poet laureate. Why not? Um, wow, it's out of time. John, I'm sorry. Joseph, I'm sorry. Joe, Rachel, Wendy, all you guys on the phone, I'm sorry. We had to hear that poem. I'm glad we did. We'll pick it up again next week. I will be working tonight over there at Newsmax at 7 o'clock. Many thanks, everyone.